Today, I'm bringing you a quick pivot point that will help both with negotiations and lots of other areas in your life. This is a valuable lesson that I learned years ago in my 20s selling to Korean investors. Honestly, I've used this lesson thousands of times in my life. Let me tell you about it. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real, simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. So I was sitting at a uh, at um, an ice cream joint, actually, with a fellow parent in Sydney. We were talking about an issue that I was actually having at my daughter's school. So this was just this week. And she asked, how was I going to handle it? I told her what I was planning to do to handle it. My plan had a lot of, I'm sure this was a misunderstanding. And I want to clarify how to move this forward. You know, like diplomatic language, right? My friend was having none of it. She's like, you're a better person than me. I would march in there and heads would roll. I would be so pissed. Here's the thing. I was pissed. I told her, oh, I'm pissed, but I'm also going to get my desired outcome. And that will best be served if I make it easy for them to be wrong. In true Sydney fashion, she said, do tell. Now, this is the part of the story that goes back to the investors in my 20s. Years ago, when I when I left my science career, I, I went into finances, right? So I could have a career that supported my real estate investment. So I became a loan officer at Wells Fargo. As a young investor, I set my sights on providing financial solutions to other investors. So I understood how money moved in the marketplace. Soon, I found my way into this large condo conversion project that was mostly being sold to foreign investors, particularly Asian investors would fly in, we'd have limos pick them up, we'd wine them and dine them, and if successful, sell them multi-million dollar real estate projects. So I had already traveled quite a bit at this point in my life. I still had a lot to learn when selling to these, these primarily Korean and Chinese investors. Particularly, I had to tackle two things. One, that I was the only female negotiator, and so they often saw me as a daughter at best, wife material at worst. Number two, that saving face was very important. I could not let it appear that they were wrong, even when they were wrong. It was especially more complex because, again, back to point one, I was female. I had to be very careful when navigating if the investors were wrong, if they underbid a job, if they should have known better, was ill-prepared. Like, pointing that out was very, we'll say, frowned upon and would get them to leave the table. So, you know, we would lose the deal. So I had to make sure that I navigated this tension well. We had to correct the situation, correct the investor, but let them um, save face in the process. So it was it was doing business sort of on the shifting sands. And at first I scrambled to figure out how to phrase things, how to address issues, how, well, to make it less painful for them to be wrong. Little did I know that this was a skill I would use for the rest of my life. Hey, 
Hey, Pivoter, I see you taking notes. I see you applying things into your business and life. Great work. But what if you could do it on a Zoom call with me? Well, here is your invite. I am hosting a free live event on Zoom where I get to know you, your challenges, and help you work through them as we accelerate your growth together. This is a free virtual event, and I'd love for you to join. Hop over to pivot-me.com backslash event and save your spot now. We'll keep these small. They will fill up. I'd love for you to be there. Again, it's pivot-me.com backslash event. We'll also put the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. Here is the key point to this. Make it easy for them to be wrong. This is where so many of us get it wrong in negotiations and in life. We can't be trying to prove our point. You know, if we're in a courtroom, you know, we we want to prove our point then. But too many of us are dealing with day-to-day situations like we're in a courtroom, presenting our case, objecting to the defense, pushing so hard to make us right and them wrong. Our relationships, our interactions are not a zero-sum game. Rarely does it serve me if I win and they lose, especially if these are people that you must continue to interact with, like my daughter at her school. I had to put my ego aside and I had to let them save a little face. In moments like this, we need to ask ourselves, do I want to prove that I'm right or do I want to resolve this issue? You see, I was just as angry as my friend was about the issue at school. And to be clear, there are moments, situations that outcry is necessary, but I find for me, it's a lot less necessary than we think. I would get what I wanted from, let's just say, the negotiation at my daughter's school. I would get what I wanted, but when it was not a zero-sum game, my child goes to school there. I want it to be a positive experience for her and for the person that was wrong. I didn't want her teacher to feel like she lost me. I wanted her to feel like we collaborated. Again, she, I, I can't be right and her be wrong. I wanted something with a bit more finesse than that. You see, it's said that a successful negotiation is where both parties leave the table thinking they got the best deal. And I agree with that. I want it to feel easy to be wrong. And that requires ego aside. If you go marching into any situation ready to just roast them, ready to be 100% right, well, first, actually, let's stop right there rarely are any of us 100% right. Like we usually have some form of culpability in the situation. Not always, but almost always. And second, I don't want to make an enemy in these situations. And I'm always prepared that I might be mistaken, which is why I usually open these kinds of conversations, whether it's at my daughter's school, at a business deal, a negotiation, a contract, an employee, something that's gone wrong. I almost always start with, help me understand. This, this phrase is gold. Help me understand how the day unfolded. Help me understand what the other kid did that day. If you don't always use this phrase, drop it in your tool belt today because it is gold. But when you say it, don't deliver it through like gnashed teeth. Like you can't be like, help me understand. Tone matters. It must feel collaborative. Help me understand. I, I want to understand what happened. I want to understand your thought process. I want to understand how the, the situation unfolded. Seek first to understand and people can feel that in you. Like let them drop their guard so it can be collaborative. And I did this at her school. I do it as a parent with my kids all the time. I don't fly off the handle and quickly respond to something. You know, I don't like, hey, why did you do this? And you know better. And it's tempting. Oh, my Lord, is it tempting? But instead, I use the phrase, help me understand. 
It's like my rally call, my go-to. It feels collaborative. And I will tell you for sure my kids respond better to it than me first coming in and like wagging my finger and telling them, what, why the hell do you do this thing? Seek first to understand, even if you know damn well that you, one kid just stole the other kid's toy. Um, if If we just come in really aggressive with someone, they shut down. Whether that's our kids, whether that's a teacher at our kid's school, whether that's a business deal. A lot of people are like, well, let's mount our defense. Again, this is not a courtroom, especially if these are people you're going to want to deal with. Like, you need to be the heavy. You need to have that in your back pocket. You need to be prepared that things can go down, but don't lead with that. This isn't prison. You don't have to go in and kick the ass of the biggest guy just to prove that you're capable. Like, this isn't prison, not a courtroom. So, if you say, help me understand, they can thoughtfully explain their side and, and and then we can move on from there. But what am I doing? So I'm seeking first to understand, but also when I don't come in hard, when I don't make it I'm right and you're wrong, I'm making it easy for them to be wrong. We are all wrong some of the times. I don't need to rub it in someone's face just to make my point. I do need to get my desired outcome though. And I first learned that from the investors all those years ago. So what, what I explained to my friend that day was that I'd rather get my desired outcome than make sure everyone knew in the room that I was right. I have to put my ego aside in this interaction, but I never assume someone else will. I hope you can use this approach in your next negotiation, heated exchange, or with your kids. Good luck. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.